Hi, and welcome to... Is that a joke? I'm Tiff. And I'm Chris. And y'all, we doing it. We back. It's still, you guessed it, Black History Month! Yes, 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 we are in week three of Black History Month on this episode. Can you believe it's almost over? I know. I It always comes, it, go, it goes by faster than it should, I feel like. I feel like I'm not celebrated enough. We should have... We have, like, bi-weekly. We should have some version of bi-monthly. So where, like, Black History Month can be, like, an extra two months or something. I'm just saying I'm still waiting for reparations. <laughs> I was going to say, a month every year feels like... The shortest month! Not even the bare minimum yet. Can we talk about the really dumb thing that happened this year? Which is that Black History Month started the same day as Lunar New Year this year. So it was also, like, Chinese New Year. And it was like, hey, I love Lunar New Year. But y'all, we get 27 days. <laughs> it's like, yeah, let's let's focus up, everyone. Let's think about the real issue. And you know what? It's like, hey, if you want to, I think there's only one place right now that I think would be fine celebrating the Chinese New Year over uh, Black History Month, and that is the country of China. We Or the ate, continent. Sorry. We ate um, Asian food for Lunar New Year this year, and it was so... It was for a sad reason, which is, so DoorDash did this thing where they were like, ooh, support black businesses. I was like, ooh, I want to support black businesses. For sure. And so I clicked it. It was two chain restaurants. Oh. <laughs> and I went, I guess I can't support black businesses. At least not like, you have to support capitalist black industries and so then my boy said what do you want for dinner and i said will you please go get us thai food and so he walked to the place by my house and we had thai oh there you that go. was weeks ago yes let's do what we planned which is to talk about media and creators and stuff that we are loving that are black centered let's say yeah absolutely and we're just gonna kind of go back and forth uh and uh, dosey do this. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Tiffany, I'd say uh, I'd like you to go first if you don't mind. Oh my mind. god, is it because I'm black and I don't get a lot of things? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes, it is. Okay. Um, I started watching Abbott Elementary last night. Mm-hmm. So funny. So good. What is the premise? I, I actually don't know the premise of the show. So it looks like, because I've only watched the pilot, it looks like uh, it's a show about an underfunded school in Philadelphia, so it's a mostly black school. There's our main teacher, who's very, like, new wavy, and like, I'm going to count to five, and you have to sit down, and she is black. And then there's, like, an old school black lady teacher who's like, I'm not counting, sit down. And then there's, like, a white guy who, like... <laughs> is doing his best let's say like he's just living in a black neighborhood and he's doing his best like he is very much our like comedic character in such a like in that tone of like like he talks about not wanting to go to a place around the corner because they call him white boy and then our main character is like it's a term of endearment it's fine <laughs> and it's just like this school it feels like just doing its best in like philadelphia yeah, well, that's a good premise. Underfunded schools and uh, whatnot. You know I love a show with kids. And, like, yeah. the kids are really funny. And there's another teacher who is, like, a, like, mobster kind of lady. And she's just intense. And I love her. Yeah, all, all I've really heard about this show was that uh, it's uh, it's gangbusters and ratings right now. It's so, like, and people, very fast. And people are just kind of like, oh, surprise. If you give a demographic something they want, they'll watch it. You know, I love it because it's still like 
quote-unquote black humor, but, like, our main character is just a regular woman doing her best, who is black, as opposed to, like, this is how black people go. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. And so, yeah. It feels like a very, like, ensemble-y show. But I've only watched the pilot, and I thought it was very funny. Well, that's pretty, uh, that's already pretty, uh, pretty good. Usually pilots are kind of the weaker part of these episodes, so. It made me laugh out loud, I think, twice. I think a good pilot. A strong pilot is definitely uh it's definitely perks one interest of a show or it should at least. Mm-hmm. Well, mm-hmm. Tiffany, gosh, I I'd love to uh d- throw in my entry if you yeah, don't mind. Yeah, too bad. Okay, this is then. Tiffany's time. Welcome to it. Hey y'all, it's another episode of Tiffany's time. What am I into right now? Wow, we. You know what? Mm-hmm. No. You that sure? feels selfish. How so? I can't just have Tiffany's time. This is me and you time. How's that selfish? I guess you can tell us yours. Yeah. Well, mine is not even going to be a specific property or a thing. It's going to be the person, David Diggs. David Diggs just is often attached to things I love, and usually he is a big proponent of why, or is sometimes a small factor in why. But uh, for me, David Diggs, a great entertainer, great rapper, actor attractive man very attractive good teeth uh <laughs> sorry just like so fucking talented like so much talent lives in that one man now if things if our episodes have come out correctly uh then you may have already talked heard me talk about a band called clipping in which uh david diggs is the lead performer and uh, is one of my favorite things now. They just they are one of my their album. Their their existence in addiction to blood is not one of my favorite musical albums. It's just one of my favorite things in existence. You know my intro to him, which I told you you still need to do, is they had a song called The Deep. Mm-hmm. So David Diggs reads the audiobook for The Deep. Yes. And his voice just made me lay down and like take it in. Like I didn't need to do anything with my hands. I just was like. Read me a book, David. <laughs> that's the thing. On top of being, that's the talented actor in David. The man is very captivating, and uh, so much so that he has survived uh, the the Hamilton incident. Can we talk about how if David Diggs started a cult, I would probably be in it. Be hard to turn him down. I certainly, <laughs> I'd prefer a cult led by David Diggs than, like, say, the one that exists led by Jared Leto. What about the one that we all know vaguely existed for a while that Kanye tried? You know Sunday service just looked like a cult. Did you see how flappy those clothes were? Yeah, yes. Those were flappy clothes. That is true, you know. That was just a cult. <laughs> just a cult that had, like, musical experiences with it. Uh, but, you know, that's how Jared Leto got his cult, too, so. Ooh, okay. Black History Month. We get to talk about Kanye for a minute because I have to. Can we please talk about what a nightmare he has been to watch recently? I was going to say, that's kind (laughs) of the exact opposite premise of this show. You're right. I know. But I can't stop watching Kanye right now. I truly can. Because I... It's embarrassing. It's because I still vaguely follow Kim. Mm Mm-hmm. And because so much of his wildness has to do with her and Pete Davidson. Pete Davidson? That's it. Yeah, oh, it. I was scared I said it weird. No. Um, that I... I just can't... Like, it makes me sad more than it makes me like anything else, though. Oh, yeah. He's a clearly, clearly unwell person. Uh, he's just... The, the, these are like the things that we call cries for help. They are. He is very much so. He's, but like, he's dating that girl from Uncut Gems seemingly as just revenge against Kim, who is, as far as we know... 
not actually dating Pete Davidson. It feels so hoaxy. They just hung out at once because Pete Davidson is a horn dog who likes to hang out with every single hot female celebrity in Hollywood. It's just one of those things. Like, listen, it's like buddies. Like, they're not dating. He was. He may have been trying, but it clearly didn't work out. It didn't work. Yeah, and Kim's this is, out there thriving. And Pete's out there thriving in his own way too. So yeah. The, yeah, uh, and it, yeah. Sorry, didn't mean to take us down this tangent. This yeah. is what we wanted today. Yeah, let's, this is not this is not the theme and the vibe. Listen, maybe we'll do another Kanye episode the same way we did a Lin Manuel Miranda episode. Ooh, but we have to one day. But that that's why I want to move on from that. Yeah, so let's why move you, along. Why don't you tell me something else you've been enjoying? What have I been enjoying? I think just like it's not even like a specific person or thing. This happens to me every few, like, months or so where I just get really back into hip-hop, like, mm-hmm. as a concept. I just get back into it because I love, I love specifically, like, a storytelling rap. This yes. The idea of a song telling you a story, like, there, ooh, I don't remember who it's from, but, like, there's a specific one that I'm thinking of that is just such a cool story of, like, him getting into hip-hop and, like, rap. And then, like, his grandma dying the same day as his, like, girl's given birth to, like, his first kid. Mm-hmm. And it's such a fucking cool thing. Just rap as a concept, just using rhythm and words to tell a story in a way that I just don't think other people know how. Yeah, I, I, and I think that's a fair point to say that rap is just, it is black culture, you know? That is why white critics and white rappers who uh, enter the space... Uh, I heard one person online describe themselves as a guest in the house of hip hop, you know, someone who is what is treading lightly and is doing their thing there and understands that it is a culture that is not their own. It is the thing that already exists in that culture. And yeah, sometimes there really is just uh, nothing else like it. You know, we, I talked about uh, David Diggs and clipping. I think there are great, great songs, great storytelling there oh, on display man. here. There's so much. Also, the song I'm thinking of is Tabernacle by uh, Royster59. It's so good. It's <laughs> oh, a good Royce. song. Oh, yeah. okay. It's so it's such a cool song. He it's like he starts the song by being like, I swear all of this is true. Like, I'm not here to lie to you. And it's such a like cool thing of just like this time in his life where shit wouldn't stop happening. Royce to Five Nine is an interesting one because he's a very hit and miss guy. Yeah. Oh but, yeah. But when he hits, he's really good, and he has a lot of uh, upside. I can see why, for a while, him and Eminem were kind of like a buddy buddy. You know, they even did that bad meets evil thing. Oh, I remember that. Yeah. yeah. Something specifically, if I want to delve a bit specific, I think it's just storytelling. Hip hop gets me. Like a rap that tells a story. It's just such a cool thing for me as someone who only really takes in stuff through audio mediums now for storytelling it's just so fucking choice for me it's yeah it's a it's a fascinating way to tell a story it has its own convictions and its own uh type of things and speaking of uh storytelling and music let's go i'm gonna shout out uh someone who i've been a fan of for a long time and like david diggs this person used to be kind of in one specific medium entertainment but has jumped around and that's janelle monet our, uh, our now non-binary uh, emperor. I almost said queen, but that's a pretty binary title. <laughs> but uh, Janelle Monet uh, has always been a talented musician. In fact, I say this because I recently, a while ago, listened to their first like major album slash MP, Metropolis, The Chase Suite, from 
2008. That's oh, how long wow. that was. Yeah. And uh, it, it's already like it's it's early stuff for them, but it's already a fascinating and interesting album. I'm about to do another plunge through Manel's whole discography. Cause you want to try that again with that name? Manel. Monet. Monet. Why did I say Manel? You, yeah. Yeah. I was like, hey, Don. Who the fuck is Manel? Who's anyway, Manel? <laughs> anyway, Monet. They're discography. Because <laughs> especially it's fine. Because especially because I've heard such great things about their recent-ish album, Dirty Computer. I was going to say, I was obsessed with Dirty Computer when it came out. That was a big one in, like, the uh, the audio space for a while, you mm-hmm. know? So, Janelle Monet, I want to give it up to them. They were great in the film Hidden Figures. Which I still haven't seen, but one of my friends keeps yelling at me to watch. So, maybe it's, one day, Cam. Maybe, but it's a dicey film, honestly. Yeah. But, but it's also good, but it's also, like... There's a lot of these older films. Maybe one day we'll talk about them, Tiffany. Maybe. Older My film- sister has a theory. Yeah. That they are movies for non-black people that understand some shit, but it's not really made for us. I don't think that's a theory. I think that's just the blueprint. That's what it is. They're, I mean, her and all- I both haven't watched them. There's just certain ones her and I both feel like, yeah. this one's not for me. You just kind of feel it. You can feel when it's a story about black identity, not yes. from black identity. Yes, for sure. You know, you're, uh, you're, 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 you're your ghosts of mississippi that was a big one for me for a while a lot of uh black stories that are being told predominantly through white narrators or white creators you know and as opposed to your anything written by nk jemison which is such a fucking treat i will never stop yelling about her who nk jemison is mm. one of the biggest like i think she counts as sci-fi um writers right now who is a black writer and like you can tell in the way she writes about black and brown people that it is just from experience and being one as opposed to watching and doing research what are some uh what are some stories she's written can you uh, give us a uh, couple like uh the fifth season was the first in the i think those are called the obelisk something they're called like the obelisk something series but it's the fifth season is the one most people would know about also, The City We Became, which is, like, a Cthulhu-ish t- story, mm. but, like, in her own world, where, like, the city of New York has, like, the five boroughs or whatever all have a spirit. Yeah. And that is all I know, because I still haven't read it. And, <laughs> but I did read The Fifth Season, which I can't even, there's a bit in The Fifth Season that's written in second person. So, it's, you went and did this. And that gets really weird, but it's really fun. Um, but it is written in a way that you're just not used to, because you don't really do a lot of second-person reading. Mm, okay. But, yeah. Sorry. That's just to go to your point of, like, N.K. Jemison writes, like, someone who has had to experience being black. Yeah, and especially, that's especially fascinating and cool to do in a genre like science fiction, you know, giving it an under, like, an underlying sense of realism and uh, uh, grounded humanism. To otherwise these otherwise fanciful stories, which yeah. is a big thing people love about sci-fi, but it's nice to see a person of color, and specifically someone from the black community, kind of taking that charge. I have not read stuff by Octavia Butler yet, so like I can't really speak for her, but she is like a fucking milestone for there, so yeah. many people. There you go. That's another big like Octavia one. Butler. A lot of people say you can tell N.K. Jemison read a lot of Octavia Butler, and like you can see the influence. But I have not read them. Like, the big ones, everyone wants to marry other ones about the lady who is back in time and has to live through, like, slave times. Mm. Yeah, apparently it's intense. That is rough. That so, reminds me of a, yeah. 
of a terrible movie I once saw. But I don't know if that's something we should talk about here. Unfortunately, it did star Janelle Monet as well. Oh, boy. Was, that's not the time for them. It was called Antebellum. Oh, yes. Yeah, I, I saw that. It was a sci-fi Twilight uh, Zone type of story of people being ax- mysteriously whisked back, whisked back to slavery times. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it sucks. It's uh, terrible. It's uh, it, it uses the horror of slavery for really, really cheap shock. Uh, but you know what? Let's move, let's move past that. Let's move away! On to something good. In uh-huh. fact, someone who has been a personal hero of mine since, <gasps> no joke, I was a child. Me, 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 me. No. Oh, buddy. No, that person is Gregory Hines. Gregory Hines is a tap dancer, a well-renowned tap dancer on the level of, like, Savion Glover or the Sandman. He, When I was growing up, tap was my favorite form of dance. Yeah. So Gregory Hines, just as the best tap dancer, was someone I immediately gravitated towards. But on top of that, he was also a person who dabbled in acting and was really good at it. He was in a film called The Cotton Club. He was in a very funny Mel Brooks movie called History of the World Part 1. Uh, he dabbled in all that, too. He also did singing. He was like a, the classic triple threat kind of guy. I was like, that feels like a name I know. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He, he He's a big deal and a very prominent and very uh, inspirational figure. And I, I've, I've loved him for the longest time. I used to watch his film Cotton Club on uh, DVD all the time. I like the way you pop the word cotton. Yeah, <laughs> I don't... It's just like with the, it's the, uh, it's the Sorry. alliteration. It really gets me every time you say it. Yeah. The cotton club. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. But yeah, Gregory Hines, uh, a big fan. He comes from like a long tradition of like other like black tap entertainers, you know? Which is so cool to me. It's When great. you think about, because you don't really get to see a lot of black people doing like tap or just the other forms very often, I feel like. Yeah, which is very funny because, like, for me, as someone who grew up and tried to be fairly well-researched on dance history, yeah, you don't have tap without the black community. It is, like, ingrained, and people innovated in ways and are still innovating in ways today. So, yeah. That it, makes sense to me. It's, it's very rhythmic-based, you know? Yeah, and also it makes sense to me because, I don't know why this might be a wild leap, but tap in my brain is, like, the uh, shit, what's that called? What do black frats do in the South? Oh, those little stomp? like yes. the, the stomping, yeah. I forget what it's called, and I feel like a bad black person. No, no, that's okay. <laughs> it's either stomping or stepping. Yeah, Step. Thank it's you. Step. Thank you. Yes. I knew I'd know it if I heard it. I I, I wanted to say stomp because it was in the film Stomp the Yard. Yes. Starring... Stomp is different. Yeah. Well, Omarion, like, get out of here. Get we're, out of here, Omarion. We're stepping, not stomping. Also, yes. it very much reminds me of that. Yes. When I think about tap, is it feels like another version of that. I very much so. I, I think that's a very fair comparison. And a lot of these uh, these these art forms of dance, like you read back on the history, and a lot of them come from like people like making do in like much older times. Like tap dancing, they used to like. There's a reason like one of the most famous tap dancers in the world is called the Sandman, is because he used to like sprinkle down sand on a stage and would tap on that. Oh, that's really cool. He was once in an episode of the Cosby Show. Which would have been a cool little tidbit in the past, and now it's one of those. Bye. It's cool that he was on it, but also oh, being shrug. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. That's another thing. It's like I think we can still celebrate. I think we can still celebrate because so many other people made the Cosby Show. Yeah, it wasn't yeah. just him. And actually, I just watched a. Uh, there's this YouTuber who is, as far as I know, not black, so I don't want to like over. Oh, okay. But what this person does is they've been doing sitcom retrospectives, and they did one that's like an hour and ten minutes about the Cosby Show. 
It's a very fascinating watch. They basically talk about the history of the show and the yeah. behind-the-scenes stuff and how that is incorporated into the on-camera stuff. He also did an episode on uh, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Yeah, which West was Philadelphia, born and raised. Absolutely. On That's the playground a... is where he spent most of his days. I mean, that show was initially started to try to, you know, express more hip-hop on television. See, but the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air also has a weird thing in black culture because we got light-skinned on Vue. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so, like, that... And that's now, a weird one for us. And I'm certainly not here to tell you Fresh Prince has, like, aged the best. It's aged as if it was made during the 90s. Yeah. Which is to say, I think it still has a very important historical aspect, and that also we can acknowledge the shortcomings, you know? And also, like, the sitcom as a form of entertainment, you're, you're, just, you're just not going to get the best exploration of a community no. through that. That is how you get, like, very surface-level stuff. Yeah. And some fun tidbits, and you got great things like Abbott Elementary. But, you know, it's... Yeah. The sitcom is a limiting thing. Can I yell about something? Absolutely, you can. Oh, my God. So, this is another one of those to me. Yes. The Real Housewives oh, yes. of Potomac <laughs> are so fucking... I feel like you get to see a lot in there that a lot of people don't think about or talk about as much. Like, the whole first season is actually kind of about, like, their identities as biracial women. Mm. Because some, some of them are, like... You're not black. Like, you're not just black. What are you? And then being like, I identify as a black woman. I am a black woman. Leave me alone. Yes. And, like, that's so cool because it's just... At one point, two of them get in a fight, which they all get kind of upset about because they were like, we are black women on a public forum. We cannot afford to physically fight. Mm. And, like, Potomac specifically has such a cool, wild... I'd say necessary voice from like black women that I feel like is just really cool and not appreciated enough. Hey, that is fair. Absolutely. Potomac, where is that? Virginia. Ah, thank you. Yeah. I only know because they talk about who does and does not live in Potomac. See, now that, wow, that's a concept. I, Virginia, that's a pretty, uh. Because they're really close to DC. Yeah. That, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. A lot of unfortunate things happening in Virginia regarding the black Ooh. community, so. Ooh. And just a lot of the community in yeah. general. But it's. Virginia's it's, a mess. Virginia's a mess! Personally, I think I blame the McElroys, but we don't have to get hey, into that. We can... That's West Virginia. <laughs> Thank you. Sorry. Wrong Virginia. That's fair. That's fair. Uh, but also, I, I blame the vampires from the Vampire Diaries, because that takes place in Virginia, even though it films in Atlanta. <laughs> and plus, you know, a lot of those uh, the old school vampires are Confederate soldiers for yeah, some reason. they all got slaves. Hey, like, vampires. <laughs> you think there's that one vampire who's just like, ah, my friends, why are so many of you Confederates? <laughs> I hope so. I hope so, too. I hope there's that one vampire who's like, hey, yo, we're, we're like monsters, but we don't have to be like monsters. Hey, hey, wait, I'm going to bring something to the pod that we talked about off the pod, which was when we brought up the concept of talking about like creators and stuff we liked. I asked a video that would be me and you said no, because Big Baby hasn't made anything good enough or some shit. Yes. Yes, I did say that. Would you like to backtrack at all? No. See, I stand by my argument, which is me as Big Baby out here doing her best, being an independent black creator, mm -hmm. and that you are stifling my creativity and should love me more. How am I stifling? Shut up. No. <laughs> no. I won't. <laughs> I, want... I thought that would work. It doesn't. I want to engage. <laughs> How exactly is someone like me saying, I do not care for the work of Big Baby stifling it? I don't think 
it's different if it's someone like you as opposed to one of my best friends. It's because you are you specific. <laughs> yeah, that is true. There is an emotional You are part connection. of my support system, so you should support me as Big Baby making bad raps. <laughs> no. Wow. Okay. I mean, I support you yeah. in that. Literally, I think it's cool that you do it. And uh, I will not do it anywhere. I will not. <laughs> I'm not going to physically stop you. I'm not going to legally it stop like you. You won't support me emotionally. Uh, yeah, maybe you could argue that maybe I'm not doing that. And maybe I should be a better friend. That's all I'm saying. From yeah. a str- friend's standpoint, support Big Baby. Oh, I mean, like, okay, I'll, I'll say this much. I do support Big Baby. Mm-hmm. I do think it's good that Big Baby is out there doing what they're doing. I don't think anyone is going to get better unless they do it more. Okay. Do you ever, can we please tell them, okay, please acknowledge that there was one time in your car where mm-hmm. you said, blah, 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 my favorite rapper, and I said, me? And then you went, I don't know, Spits and Bars, and I jokingly did, and it was good. <laughs> it was solid. Okay, it was solid, Tiffany. That's all I'm Sometimes Big Baby can be good. That's yes. all I'm saying. Okay, yeah. I'll that's give, all. You know what? That's fair. I'll give you that. Because it felt very all or nothing. It felt like <laughs> Big Baby is garbage, and we will not support Big Baby. Hey, what the fuck, Tiffany? You... I'm sorry. I didn't realize we were on Tumblr.com. Oh, my God. What are you doing saying this all or nothing shit? Oh, my God. That's just how it felt. No, that's fair. And also, sorry, I just watched a video about some failed Tumblr show that was, like, made through Kickstarter. Then they stole the money called oh. All or Nothing. Oh, boy. Okay. It was, a, it was about a pansexual and an asexual. It was, it was very 2014, let's say. I'm shaking my head a lot. No, that's fair. I just it, – it's dumb internet niche stuff that – uh. I inflict upon people rather than learning them. I force them to know these stupid things I have to know too. Uh, can I be a bit self-indulgent? Sure. Uh, I'm really proud of myself for doing this project with you because I am now a black creator. There you That's go. Just I am. Hey, you like, are. It's very wild to me. Yeah, you are creating. Hey, look at it. It's happening right now. <laughs> I figured we would kind of take it towards uh, this direction near the end of this episode. But yeah, yeah I think that's a, that's a good place. That's all like, I just needed that acknowledged. Yeah. <laughs> I, it would be silly to like talk about black creators for a whole episode and not acknowledge one sitting in the room. You know? Oh my God, if you were like, where? <laughs> I sure don't see one of talent. Just like a fucking nightmare. <laughs> I'm keeping that in my back pocket. Oh, I know. Oh, I know. Yeah. <laughs> I've met you. Oh, for sure. You get it. Yeah, I do. But I also know, like, we have so many years of uh, bullshit. Very <laughs> true. In our bodies. So, yeah. Oh, absolutely we do. A lot of bullshit in our bodies. <laughs> Is that how I should have said that? It's how you did say it, and that's all that matters. No, I'm just like, I don't know, not just the pod, but also I've just been writing more. Yeah. I've been doing a lot of, like just had a lot more creativity in my body recently and it's been so cool yeah i was gonna say what a month to do it as well and you're just gonna keep going afterwards i think so i I don't think i'm gonna stop on march 1st but like don't hold me to that yeah that's fair (laughs) march 1st comes around like y'all it's birthday month big baby done oh i got a dumb question what's the month right before june may may uh may is black history too this year (laughs) Okay, right? Does any does May claim Black it? history, too! I like that. It feels like it needs a semi-what? <laughs> I mean, listen, you folks out there in podcast land, you can give it oh. all the subtitles you want, but that's what I'm thinking. Just give 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 May to Black History. Like, what else do we have going on? Hold on, May? hold on, hold on. Can I, can I throw out some ideas for the, for the subtitle? subtitle? Yeah, yeah, go ahead. 
uh, May, Black History 2, girl, women is doing it for themselves. Okay, that is good. <laughs> now, there's there's two specific things I don't want you to say, so why don't you keep going, and let's see if you accidentally hit one of those. Oh, okay. Uh, May, Black History 2, give them money. That's good. <laughs> May, Black History 2, yeah, I bet you thought I was going to say Electric Boogaloo. <laughs> wow. Bit of a long one, but honestly, it makes a fair point. <laughs> it's like shaking its finger at you. Yeah. Um, and my final one. Okay. May. Black History 2. Just think about slave times. Sit down. Think about them. <laughs> <laughs> what were the two you didn't want? It was One was Electric Boogaloo, for sure. Yeah, I figured. Uh, hmm. I think it was just Electric Boogaloo. I, I don't know oh, okay. to... I like how I handle Electric because it feels like you need one that acknowledges it. But you, you got it. You still gotta like kind of scold them about it. I, yeah, I like the way you went about it. <laughs> I would say uh, Black History Two: The Desolation of Smaug, but that's my own personal oh. thing. Oh. Oh. Uh, okay. Okay. We do with these. Ooh. I would be walking around in a circle if I didn't have to be next to a microphone. You would. Okay. So Black History Two. Are you ready for? Oh, shit. The Half-Blood Prince. <laughs> oh, okay. Who is this Half-Blood P- Prince in Black History? Uh, the Half-Blood Prince in Black History would be... Um, I can't think of a specific person, but it would have to be someone very big in history that I have to look up who is Byrachel. That would be oh, the Half-Blood okay. Prince. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Just that. some infamous, like, big name. Uh, Lenny Kravitz? Not big enough. <laughs> wow. Sorry, oh! Mr. Sorry, oh! Mr. Kravitz. Oh, no! Lenny Kravitz, I'm so sorry. That's just not the kind of history I meant. If I was Lenny, I'd be here listening to this. I'd be embarrassed. I'd say, I just want to fly away. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. that is the saddest way anyone ever said those lyrics. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But no, that, that would be the Half-Blood Prince. That's, That's fair. I think so. All right, Tiff, speaking of Hat Blood Prince, uh, we're done here. Oh, we're, we're that ha- was a bad segue. How so? How How is this even done here, the Half Blood Prince? Well, Half Blood Prince is when I stopped reading the books. How was I supposed to know that? I don't know. <laughs> Jokesters, he's out here doing shady shit to black women in February. Y'all heard it. <laughs> no. Y'all heard it. Oh wow! Oh, am I wrong? I, I was—I said like, oh wow, just like I need to take a look at my own actions. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Well, Tiff, I think we've had a nice little chat here today. I think this was very good. Yeah. Y'all go look some shit up. Support black businesses near you if DoorDash will let you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> if they would do. <laughs> Be sure to follow us on at JokesterPod. That's on Twitter. That is J O K E S T E R P O D. That's our main social media uh, tentpole, let's say, right now. Let's leave reviews if you want. I'd like really good ones. Uh, (laughs) But we'll accept any. We We, will accept any. We prefer good, though. But, like, also, I'm just going to throw this out there without running this by Chris. I will love you forever if you're the first person to leave us a review. You will always have a special place in my heart. Hey, that's, you know, that's fair. I think we've got that incentive out there. Someone grab that brass ring. And uh, on that note, I think it's time to say... Wait. I didn't tell them where to leave them. Oh, okay. You're right. Go ahead. Yeah. Where should we leave these good reviews of yours? Rude. Uh, <laughs> and <Apple>. scene. <laughs> Apple or Google, I think, take reviews. But we're on other apps. Just go find us. Yes. Uh, now that we're done interrupting black women, mm-hmm. I think that it is time for us to say goodbye. Uh, get out there, y'all. 
be nice to people, especially black people. It's February. <laughs> especially this month. All right. Goodbye. Bye.